All right, pre-show shenanigans. Uh, first and foremost, it is another flu pod for your boy. Uh, don't know what I have. Happy that I have it right now. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it might not exactly be the flu. You said no, no, it's not good. the flu, but, but I do have to like insinuate it. I have Pete Davidson kind of butthole eyes right now, though. That's uh, okay. a problem, okay. so okay. give me, okay. give me a, a little bit of a break. Uh, but we're powering through. I've had a... Uh, one Kobe Bryant body armor. Could you imagine and, uh, if the main symptom of COVID was you get butthole eyes? <laughs> yeah, I've had a, I've had one Kobe Bryant body armor. Okay. And I have had one Joe Burrow uh, signature bottle of body armor. Okay. So you're good. So That's I why should you're be I fine. should be okay. Yeah. No. No. For for like the next okay. hour, Joe Burrow is. Well, I was going to say something that probably wouldn't have come out the right way. Um. I have the Mamba mentality right now. We'll put it that way. From, all right. from Toby that's a better, Brown, right? better phrase uh, to use uh, describing yeah, yeah. Uh, the situation. The pre-show that I was going to go into, though, um, I'm pretty sure oh, you that wasn't it. No, that, we that, weren't going to discuss Joe we, Burrow. We could discuss Joe Burrow having hand a personal sign all of those body sign. armor bottles. Yeah, I, I don't know about that one, but... Um, Definitely he actually came to my house on. today and he like every time you buy a bottle he has to like come to you and physically sign oh, it oh yeah in he hand delivers all those uh, no not even hand delivers you buy them he then gets a notice saying hey kid in new orleans bought a bottle of body armor gotta fly out there comes down yeah. <laughs> signs it leaves yeah yeah i mean next time you it's see like santa claus Wheeler everywhere at once ass check who's driving it might Joe be Burr. joey burr uh, but hey, yeah, he's yeah. got time on his hands right now. He's got times on his hands. Oh, yeah. He's got time on. Oh, yeah, he does. Um, and and after that paycheck, that might be his passion now. His heart might not be in football anymore. Hey, I'm. Hey, don't disrespect Joey. Be like that. Year basis, he is the only he's man, the highest paid player of all time. Correct? He's the not only active man in the NFL who has been able to beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Uh, active, yes. Active. That is true. So. That is true. So hey. Yeah, we'll get into that too. I, I saw a cool stat about that, but the the actual pre-show I was gonna do. I don't know if you saw this. Everybody, especially if you're in college, you know Hydro Flask. You know they somebody inevitably knocks it over, bangs uh, on the ground, makes it really yes, it's the really fire annoying. alarm goes off when someone it's, knocks it's, over their Hydro Flask. You're sitting there, you're like, oh my god, please. Um, now there's another version, the okay. Stanleys. There's Stanley brand. Oh, I think I've seen these. Oh, I oh oh that was the cup. That was in the car that exploded. That and the exploded. Cup was completely intact. Yeah. Uh, it has we gotta, lead. We got to call up their engineers. Oh, it has okay. lead in it. It's, it's so, now what has come out. Okay. Are we canceling them now? Is it time to cancel? I mean, oh, what, what are they called again? Stanley? Stanley's. Stan- Stanley's. That, that's a funny Fits. Name. It fits. A Stanley Cup. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, what's the other? Stanley Cup Hydro Flask. What's the thermos? No, no. Uh, a thermos, it's just like what you have. Thermos, yeah, yeah, that's for soup. I, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. More. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not up to date with all. All I remember is there's uh, the pink. There's the pink Starbucks one that everybody ooh. was. I don't know what brand it was though. I think it starts with an S. Swiss bottles, sweet bottles, Swiss sweet bottles. Uh, I, that, I don't know. About swell that. bottles, swell bottles, swell bottles. I, I guarantee. Never heard of that. I'm guarantee. like picturing a up. tiny little plastic water bottle. Thin neck, small neck. Look it small up. Bottle. I guarantee you've seen one. Just oh, Google that's just a normal. Wa- no, that that's like that, that's not a brand specific water bottle. 
That's like a, th- those well, are. You got to look up swell bottle to find it. So I'm, it is I'm a staring, swell branded I'm staring bottle. at it, but like more than that, that company makes those kind of water bottles. I swear to God, I've like never how seen that water bottle. Flask makes those kind. Wait, I'm. I've never seen. I'm just bringing up another kind of bottle brand of bottle. Brand damn it. Okay. All right. Shit. You want to go back to the throwback gate, which by the way, the hey. best water bottles of all time, the Gatorade uh, squirt bottles. You have to refer by its proper name. Oh, I thought you were talking about the twist tops. My bad. No, my no, no, bad. no. My I'm, bad. I'm talking football practice. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. The yeah. throwback, the classic the throwback, throwback, by the Everyone way, knows. they have those now where you just crack it open and you like slam a fuck a, like a, a pause yes. in it. Those are cool. And the first and only time I ever done that was actually with you. The Gatorade pot. Yeah, I don't know where that bottle went. Well, actually, I know where the bottle went. Maybe. I don't know. But I had it at one point. Right. It's not with okay. me. Good to know. Um, thank you for updating. Every- yeah, thank you for letting us know. You know, we were worried, worried where that went. Um, hey, uh, was that, that I can tell you it's not here because I, I've replaced it with my Joe Burrow patent pending signature body armor bottle. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Uh, I think you know that might be enough water bottle talk. I'm I'm getting slightly slightly bored already. Uh, water we bottle talk for about, the water boys. I I mean, if anything, if we want to continue this, I'd love to discuss um the um profit that Mr. Kobe Bean Bryant made off of his initial investment in body armor. Oh my god, so much money! But really I, I don't know. Do we start turning into an economics podcast. I don't know how much. How enjoyable yeah, I'm not, that's gonna be. Yeah, I'm re- I'm not really sure how much um people want to learn finance from the Waterboy podcast, but in case you guys want that, we might be starting up Waterboy Day Traders. That might be starting <laughs> up pretty soon here. So we'll see. We'll see. We are not financial advisors. Um, only if you trust us, then we are. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, yeah, that, bold, that all bold move, Cotton. Bold move uh, there. Yeah. Is that all though? Is that all? Uh, yeah, no, that we were kind of playing with with uh with a little bit of yeah, improv, so. Yeah, I think that uh, that that one's gonna yeah, that's that's gonna do it. Okay, uh, all right. Without further ado, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Waterboy Podcast. Today it is episode one hundred ninety-two, and we have a massive Pro Bowl to discuss. I'm just kidding. I'm not even sure if we're gonna bring that up today. Uh, I, I could. I, I honestly could not tell you who is in the Pro Bowl right now. Yeah, besides I mean, Gardner Minshew. Yes, I know Minshew's in it, and I think Baker was selected as a reserve. Yeah, I did see that. So I don't think technically he's in it yet, but by nature, someone ahead of him will drop out, and Baker will be in that flag football game. Okay, he will be the third quarter flag football quarterback for the NFC. Um, the NFC. All-Star oh my god, team. I forgot it was flag football now. Yeah, I think they have like a skills ch- which has been there. So if forever, you're an offensive lineman, like what do you thing. do? What are you uh, there you for? Post up and you eat <laughs> good meals, paid meals. Is it That's still in, is it still for. in Vegas? Do we know? I'm not. Be I a very lucrative in two weeks for Tampa. For, for, oh, I think it might be in South Florida. Uh, let me check. I was gonna say it would be a very lucrative two weeks for uh, for Las Vegas right now. Uh, the Pro Bowl is in Orlando. Okay. Okay. Uh, so they're going to Disney World. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Uh like bring the Pro Bowl back to Hawaii. Send unless I was a guy like Minshew, um, god damn it. Uh Tyler Huntley. It, unless I was one of those guys where yeah, it's hey, like you don't get hey, stabs at this very often. Like I would Seahawks declare it fans. every single 
Like Josh Seah- Allen. Seahawks fans. He'll Hold never on. go to a Super Bowl and he'll make the Pro Bowl every year. I will never participate in that shit if I'm Seahawks done. fans. <laughs> okay. You were mad at me for uh, getting rid of Geno, a Pro Bowl quarterback, because I gave you Gardner Minshew and Tyler Huntley plus a quarterback you draft. I'm and replacing. Can you remind one... me of the status of those two quarterbacks? Yeah, I'm replacing one Pro Bowl quarterback with not one, but two Pro Bowl Did quarterbacks. Did make now. a Pro Bowl last year? Yeah, definitely. I think he's yeah, like on it this maybe. year, actually. Maybe it was last year, but I don't know. I don't this know. year he gets it. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. That would be very NFL. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Today's going to be a bit of a more, more, less structured episode. You know, this is the first weekend without football in months. Um, the Pro Bowl doesn't count. Uh, this is weird. Usually we're doing our picks. Usually when it's a Wednesday, I'm sitting there peeking the schedule, hopefully praying you don't give me a text like, hey, can you quickly remind me what the games are right before we, you know, all these checks in my head, which we don't have this week. All I'm so, saying is when I did that, I actually did better <laughs> than when I actually went out. No, of my uh, yeah, and done like the less, the less I know, the better. Okay. The less insight the less this dumb brain actually thinks about the outcome of a game, the more, <laughs> the I'll better think, I okay? do, <laughs> the less I think the better. Okay. Cause odds are don't go with your gut when it comes to picks. Uh, but okay. Uh, we're actually going to talk about the national basketball association today. Everett. I know it's been a while. It's been a very long time. I, it might've been the NBA finals the last time we brought it up. And I think for the NBA finals, we probably announced that we will not speak about this again until post super bowl. So that's not correct. We did it pre-Super Bowl, everybody. So that's right for all of our NBA stands out there. Okay. Uh, Everett, I'm not sure. I, I know you haven't been following the NBA very, very much. Neither have I. But the big problem around the NBA this year is that the NBA has a bit of a scoring problem on their hands. Um, fun fact of the day. Uh, currently, in the NBA, there is an average of 116 points scored per game per team so that's both sides uh over 300 or not 300 over 230 <laughs> points a game okay much, much different that's ridiculous not, not remotely close to 300 uh yes but the scoring is up at all-time highs uh going back to the 80s when the last now, time it was this high now and- i i honestly don't know if i'd consider that a problem as as a as a non-consistent viewer of the nba i feel like i get more bored when there's less scoring i want more score but but i agree just from the stance of the pure numbers we want to see points but what has been the biggest argument towards guys like us not wanting to watch the nba over the past five six seven years boring they don't do what what do they not do everett they don't play what they don't play defense, okay? That's been the big fucking complaint. No one plays fucking defense, okay? No one gives a flying fuck. You just let them shoot threes. No one defends shit. That's big. That's been the big complaint, okay? And I've personally been a little confuzzled, a little conflicted on this debate. You know, part of me is thinking that to a degree, defenses maybe just haven't evolved as offenses have evolved, you know? Like, we casually just allowed traveling hitting step back threes over the past James Harden. So it's, you know, those are things we got to make up for and correct. Um, 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's like also that's like, it's because we shit because on James Harden for doing that, but Luca, no one says shit. It's because when he the does rules it 10 changed times to be like like there's more you're more likely to be called on a foul, right? So people have just been like, all right, I'm just I'm not I'm not gonna be any phys I'm not gonna be physical unless you're fucking Draymond Green. And I'm uh, oh yeah no I'm no the unwritten Adam Silver rule where if you are a superstar and you are a star player you get extra foul calls that unless you're Anthony Edwards rule unless you're Anthony Edwards oh yeah clarify, no no then you clarify. get technicals then, then you yeah. get technicals uh, if anything but he I was actually just doing gets the foul calls yeah yeah but I, I was just doing some more digging though because the points per game are up however this isn't the highest average points per game in a season in NBA history okay. That's actually took place in the 60s-ish, uh, in that period where basketball didn't exist and the Celtics won like 90 straight NBA finals playing against plumbers. Um, when that happened, though, I was looking at the field goal percentage numbers because I'm confused as to how that era could have scored more points when they did not even have a three-point line implemented. Yeah, um, for this season, the NBA is shooting about 48% from the field, okay? That is one of the highest numbers in NBA history. When the scoring was higher in the 60s, they were averaging around 43% from the field. Uh, about 5% difference, major difference. Uh, I was trying to look it up. I'm pretty sure back then, a reach-in foul would equal free throws for the other team. That's why. If it was that called. Is why Yes, any foul was free throws. So that's why. So um, my big problem right now with the NBA is how easy it is to score. They're shooting 48% from the field. I think, now the NBA has done this in the past. I had to look this up. I personally wasn't quite educated on this on my own. But the NBA has implemented rules in the past to either increase or decrease scoring, okay? And they can do it again. So right now, because the field goal percentage is so high. The problem is that it's too easy to score and it's too hard to defend. So what did the NBA do in 2001 to limit Allen Iverson and Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan ISO basketball? What did they do? Now, I didn't realize this back then. Before 2001. Yeah, you weren't alive. Yeah, well, that and also I just did not know much about basketball in general. Before 2001, you had to play man-to-man defense. You could not run zone. You had to play man-to-man. And that, and also there was no three in the key uh, back then. So to increase scoring, to uh, eliminate ISO ball, they implemented zone defenses. They put in a three in the key. You can't just sit there, post it up. And like they made some pretty notable changes to the way scoring happens to increase scoring then. Right now, it's the other way around. And, you know, MLB, their guys were taking steroids, so a slightly different reason to cut back the scoring when that happened. But for right now in the NBA, like, the sport has evolved to a point that offense is just too high. Like, when we're looking at NBA record books, and you just I have swear, to dial back the, the foul as, like, calls. a top 10 score. If you get, like... At this point, they're, well, I'm they're, not even sure if that's even it. Well, no, they're so ticky tack about who gets what foul foul calls, what a foul is. Like for example, I was we were jo- kind of joking about Anthony Edwards before, right? But th- this past week, they were playing against OKC. They ended up winning the game, but Anthony Edwards is getting like every time he goes to the rim, he's getting contact. Like Shea, f- Shea was 
hitting him in the arms. Like he wasn't getting called. Like he had to go through contact to score, right? If you're not going to call that a foul, but call that a foul for other players, then just have it not be a foul at all. If you want to make defenses better, then stop like hurting people for being a little bit more physical and dial that back because over the last 10 years, we've seen the NBA become more and more of a ticky-tack foul league and reduce the physicality of the game. Now, I'm not saying become Draymond Green and, and beat the shit out of somebody on the ground, right? I'm not saying that. No, no, but, but like aggressive, but like I'm saying allowing playmakers like Anthony allow, Edwards, like old LeBron, like let allow, them drive. Think like, about it this way. In the Olympics, right? Think about it in the Olympics. Kobe Bryant drove straight through Paul Gasol. Straight through. Correct. That's what I want to see. That's what the, the oh, physicality. Okay. Like, All right. That's the kind of physicality that we need. Like, obviously, that's still a foul. That's a charge. <laughs> that's a charge. But, but in this year's, in, in this kind of NBA right now, you would be ejected for the, from the game for that. Um, once again, unless you're Draymond Green. Yeah. But no, you'd be suspended. No, like you actually would not be allowed. Like you, you're now on their like no, target. You literally list. have to it's serve over. a game suspension for that. So, like, allow them to be physical, not to the point where obviously people are going to get hurt, but like. You got to play through con like we want backyard like it's going to kind of be more backyard basketball esque like 2010s basketball not whatever the fuck it's been the last five years i mean i i think a lot of the problems right now is that the nba now like the easiest way to score is you know shoot threes three is more than two we have learned that from the warriors it's not that hard uh, to come up with that math um the problem now is that it's just like Every single dude on the court can shoot. Like, like, if you can't shoot, you're not in the NBA pretty much at this point. And that basketball is now just becoming like there are there is at minimum one guy in every starting rotation on earth right now in the NBA whose sole job on offense is to stand in the corner and do nothing. Like, if you move, you're messing up the offense. Fucking stay put. I, they just need a lot. Like the whole thing is like you can't defend the perimeter because if you get in there, either one, it's Steph Curry and it doesn't matter, or two, if you get in their face, you're gonna get caught for something. It's just the referees are so. It, it, this is a this is a, a a problem across multiple different sports, but specifically in the NBA, the referees are so like instantaneous about calling fouls and doing these things that nobody wants to even get close to it because also, like you're either going to get a foul call or it's like, it turns the game around. Like it's going to be the same way on both sides. So why are you even going to risk it? Why are you going to care? Yeah. I, I, I feel like they need to make some change. I, I can't even fathom what the change could be. I mean, like, you can move the three point line back a little bit. You could implement more physicality, especially on the perimeter. Um, Like I'm thinking ugh, they would never approve it. Could we increase the width of the court? No. Uh, no, that makes it that that makes it worse. That makes it worse. That makes it worse. That's a money. That's also a money issue. Yeah, I think the NBA could sort that one out though. I, I'm I'm thinking what could be done. Because right now the way the NBA is played, like you can reduce the shot clock. Not good basketball, but I will watch that a million times. You can times reduce the, the shot NBA. clock. You can implement more physicality you can try to bring the three-point line back you can reducing like, shot clock could be interesting that could be interesting maybe maybe there can be a rule 
I think this might be a little too much, but a rule of the maximum amount of time a player can hold on to the ball before they can't do that because they're going to start. You can't, they're not, you're asking them to do math in their head. It's going to be a problem. Yeah. And they can't do the math for the three and the key already. So no way they could do it for that. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think we do know though, there is a scoring problem. I like, I, I definitely think there is. I think if the NBA's ultimate goal is to push stars market their star athletes like it has been for the past 30 years then keep doing what you're doing all right luca he might become the most hated man on the planet in a couple years when people finally realize what he's doing but for now let it ride baby go to the moon so yeah i think think that's up to up to them what they want to do i i I was yeah just looking at that thinking of the mlb runs argument i feel like it's just way different situations there so yeah. I mean, I was real quick. I, if I could have just a little MLB thing that I was looking up, um, just, just some trends that I was looking up for the increased scoring and other things that are a little strange. Now baseball is kind of changing. Um, Everett, of the, of the lowest, the 15 lowest league-wide seasons in the MLB for balls in play. So essentially batting average. The 15 lowest season-wide averages for it. Guess which years those have occurred in, in terms of recent memory. Lowest batting average? Yeah, just per season, per league. The 15 lowest seasons. Guess how many of those years have came recently in the past 10, 20 seasons? In the last 10, give me a 10 or 20. Which one? In the last 10 seasons? 20. In the last 20 seasons, how many are in the top 15 of all time, lowest batting average in MLB history. 11? Um, it's actually 15. The last 15 MLB seasons have been the 15 lowest batting averages in MLB history. Despite that, though, runs are up. The only thing that I can think of and look at to make this make sense uh, and point out is that home runs are through the roof right now. Um, baseball is just about home runs right now. That is all that matters. And I am now starting to think that maybe when it comes to pitching approach, I don't really necessarily care about the whip or the ERA per se, but the home runs per nine. Are you getting rocked like fucking Lance Lynn, like Kershaw? Are you getting rocked yep. or not? I mean, um, also just from a like a fan perspective, we had this argument before, but like, if I'm going to see a baseball game, if I'm going to a baseball game with my friends, especially if I don't follow baseball that much. I will not much, contest the increased juice balls. We're not contesting that. Good, that's great. a good thing. And great, great. for Dodgers too. Yeah, so no great. problems there. No problems there. Yeah, uh, great. I just think it's quite interesting that the hits per season are down by so much, but home runs are still up. Everyone's just going launch angle now. Everything is about getting out of the park, fucking going deep. Unless that's you're Luis you Arise. he'd run. Yeah, no, no, we still have some purists in the sport, okay? There are still some people who love the game of baseball, like Luis Arias. So we champion Luis Arias. We champion Miguel Vargas for not being able to hit home runs. Like, we champion these guys um, who, who just focus on playing ball, getting on base, getting to second, and scoring in a run off a sack fly, okay? That is what this sport is about. But yeah, those are just fun things I want to look up. The last 15 seasons have been the 15 lowest season-wide batting averages in MLB history. So, Okay. Or balls in play. Balls in play. I want to do a little college football senior bowl action. Um, 
Yeah, we can pretty much so, mark this up as an NFL draft segment. But yes, essentially, I'm well, it will be transitioning into the NFL with this, but uh, and with the draft with this. But uh, first and foremost, our uh, former mm-hmm. guest, our uh, our former water boy uh, with us, Quan, is at the Senior Bowl, balling out, mm-hmm. by the way. So. Yes, little, you know, finger snaps for him. Finger snaps, finger snaps, snaps all around. Snaps, snaps all, all around. around. I'm expecting uh, if also, you're listening will, to this, you better be fucking snapping I with us. Hold on. Never, I will never forget when he just casually brought up like, "Oh, yeah, my uncle's Ed Reed." Like, um, what, what? <laughs> well, excuse me. Uh, we got to go over that one a little bit more. What? Uh, but yeah, yeah. Hey, you guys can go check that episode out. Uh, and on YouTube in our playlist. So, uh, go there. But he's there. And so is uh, our quarterback of the year award winner, Lefty, Lefty Dick, Dick Strong, Strong award winner, inaugural, uh, inaugural Michael Pratt, uh, who has also been looking very, very good. Um, <laughs> apparently has been turning a lot of heads to no one's surprise, at least to not mine. Um, but somebody who has not been looking good, Joe Milton and Bone Picks Nicks. Oh, so. we're calling out names. Oh, yeah. I mean, Joe Milton, as expected, the, that one makes sense. I thought to a degree that maybe Joe Milton. It's could, as expected, but also people. His measurements and physical. Still, but... people recognize the name and give him overhype because of, like, oh my God. They like just, they just see big arm. Did you athletic, know he went to Michigan and uh, transferred? Vaguely. Yeah, I vaguely, vaguely knew that. <laughs> uh, you probably wish he was still there. But. Yep. But him and then Bo Nix. There's a clip going around right now of Bo Nix throwing a deep ball to Roman Wilson in practice. Uh, I think that the DB in coverage was Toledo guys, Quinion, something. He's like a top corner in this year's draft class as well. Roman Wilson torched him over uh, the top. Quinion Mitchell. Quinion Mitchell. Yep. Roman Wilson torched him over the top. Looked great. Got out. Great release. Yeah, I'm going to give him his flowers. All right. Great release. Bonex threw the ball five yards short. Oh, under throw. Under on the deep ball. Nice. With like two yards of separation between Roman Wilson and and, and Quinion. Oh. So Bo, uh, Bosif. Uh, I, so, I, I'm I'm pretty look, sure they confirmed Bo just is his full name. Like he has Bosef. a five letter Bosef. full name. Uh now, but, now yeah. I know he's getting a lot of hate right now, being like people are like, why the fuck were you draft him in the first round? He's a one-read guy. I know that. I know that. If you're Wait, a Vikings fan. Still talking about Bonex. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you're a Vikings fan, even if you, you are on the flip this into a pro Bonex. Even oh, if you I'm curious. Go even on. if you are are saying, you know what, like give him a chance. If Bo Nix cannot throw a deep ball to Justin Jefferson or Jordan Addison, even if it is one fucking read, if it's one read, the best offense to be in in the NFL is the offense where you can throw it to the best wide receiver in the NFL or Tyreek Hill. So if it's one read, at least be that part. But if you can't throw the deep ball to them, oh, it's fucked. That's chalked. Like, you cannot draft him. Like, there's no way, especially if Kirk Cousins doesn't come back and he has to start immediately, no way you can play him. Not a possibility. Bosef. Okay. Bosef. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure his legal name on the birth certificate just says Bo Nix. I don't think Bo's short for anything. Um, but yeah, Bo, just, I just want to say real quick, regardless what happens in an NFL career, just his story 
is just it's great when I just it think is great. of like from him it is great. being number one quarterback in his class from Alabama, grew up diehard Auburn fans from the state of Alabama, not Tuscaloosa. From uh shit. Where is Auburn? Where is Auburn located? What city? Is I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's real bad on me. I fu- I should fucking know that. Uh, but god damn it. Now I'm a noob. Uh, I'm a casual guy, as I know. Uh, I can't even fucking finish the the fucking point now that I just exposed myself. You will. Like you'll that. never. You'll never guess where Auburn is. No, it's. I know Jordan Hare's where they play. Damn it. Uh, you will yeah. never uh, guess where Auburn is. It's in Auburn, Alabama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're right. overtaking so it a little was, too much. Yeah, I guess. Guess I might have been correct there the first time saying Auburn. Uh, but okay. Uh, God. That's even worse. Going from Auburn, beating Alabama in the Iron Bowl as a true freshman, losing, eh, I guess technically losing the job, and then going to Oregon with Dan Lanning and not making the college wall playoff, but being right there on the cusp, bringing Oregon kind of back Doing to better each again. season you know, that he played. I don't know. He progressed every single year. He has the most starts in college football history. So, yeah, Bo Nix, that's – I hope – he doesn't become a trivia question later in life. I now, you know who does have a very pretty deep ball? Um, CJ Stroud. Michael Pratt. Okay, okay, okay. Very oh, yeah, we forgot. We're talking about very upcoming draft ball. prospects. Very uh, yeah, Michael Pratt does a lot of things beautifully. Not, not just throwing the deep ball. Uh, I, I, like, have you seen that man? Um, uh, shit. Uh, isn't he like, a, like an architect or some shit? Like Andrew Luck? I'm probably pulling this one out of my ass someone I mean, he architects I some football story. wins he 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 architects the perfect well he doesn't fuck it michael pratt architects the perfect game plan he is his own oc and he he knows how to carve up everyone yeah 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 no that's just facts better no more true words have ask been alex grinch I don't know. I don't know if Alex Grinch going to want to talk about that one. There might be some PTSD <laughs> in there. Yeah, uh, for a new DB coach at Wisconsin, by the way, Alex Grinch. Um, but yeah, uh, more senior uh, bowl stuff, though, that I did find quite interesting that I just want to point out. So found a lot of very, these isn't exactly senior bowl, just draft stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. Found a lot of very, very, very interesting charts uh, kind of, breaking down different prospects, kind of comparing them a little more specific numbers than just your basic like yards and yards per catch or like catch rate, yada, yada, yada. So um, slightly more in-depth stats. And uh, these are yards per route run stats in man versus zone for the top NFL prospects, uh, wide receiver prospects. So I've got I believe this is 30 wide receivers listed right here. Is Quan on there? Um, they do, they do not have. Yeah. All right, now I can't trust this source anymore. Uh, I, I, I just want to go over um some other big names other than Quan uh in this upcoming draft. So starting off with my guy, my hero, Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, 3.28 yards per route run versus man, very elite. 2.94 yards per outrun versus zone. Also very elite. Pretty much if you're at close to three, around three or higher, that's elite, elite shit. Uh, Marv's up there. Uh, 
He doesn't have the best numbers, though. The best I overall see numbers that, yes. belongs to Tez Johnson, Oregon receiver, 3.5 yards per route run versus man. Let me repeat that. 3.5 yards per route run versus man, okay? So that's yards per route run. When he runs a route, that's how many yards he averages on passing plays with that he's running a route on, okay? That's ridiculous. In zone, he's averaging three yards per route run. Another crazy, Tez Johnson is a name, keep your eye on, okay? Keep an eye on him. Uh, let's do another big name guy. Uh, let's do- really? Sure, let's do Xavier Worthy. 2.6 man yards per route run, very good. 2.4 zone yards per route run, also very good. Uh, right there. Yeah, I guess they have targets oh, per route run. We, we can we could skip by that. Odunze, elite numbers, 2.9 in man, 2.6 in zone, okay? And let's do Malik Neighbors, okay? 2.84 in man, 3.13 in zone, okay? Malik Neighbors, that's some crazy shit right there out of him. Uh, that's, that's some very good stuff. Um, let's talk about some other big name guys. Uh, Lad McConkey, guy out of Georgia. Um, a lot of people are comparing him to Cooper Cup because he's a white guy. So Lad McConkey got a two, three man yards per route run. Pretty, pretty solid. And you know what? They might have a point with this white guy, uh, 3.04 yards per route run in zone, third highest in college football. So you could say he knows his coverages and he knows those soft spots in the defenses, right guys. Okay. Um, let, let's get to, to the real thing that we're here for. Uh, AD Mitchell. Big name out of Texas. Everyone knows A.D. Mitchell. Um, he has the lowest yards per route run in man and the second lowest in zone. He averages 1.34 yards per route run against man, which is fucking not, atrocious. Not great. Not atrocious. Good. He averages 1.7 yards per route run in zone. Deplorable. Disgusting. It's like he's not even on the field essentially uh they throw that ball to xavier worthy or xavier worthy has much more meaningful touches when he does get the ball thrown to him uh pretty much these charts they're kind of just breaking down usage rates uh, uh, comparing it with your yards and whatnot and the higher up you are on this list the more dominant alpha you are and the higher chance of you being able to step into your nfl team and being hold a top on, two wide on, receiver on. from day please, one. Please, please tell me you have these stats, but for last year's draft class? Uh, a couple. I, I'll need to dig. I, you I, have, I have a one, few. There's one person I'm going to ask for specifically from last year's, and you know exactly who it is. So I have total yards per route run not broken up into man and zone, but I have that going back to 2020, every single first round wide receiver. So do you want to hear Jalen Rieger first or Quentin Johnston? We want to hear Quentin Johnston. <laughs> okay. That's what we want. <laughs> Quentin Johnston. Uh, God damn it. He passes, he passes this test. I'm, I'm sure so now, and now everything is out the window. Everything. Uh, no, Johnson, no, it's not reliable. Quentin Johnson had a higher yards per route run than Jordan Addison and Zay Flowers. Uh, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Uh, I, I didn't so know. So this is true. just not. Well, just wait. Not... Uh... 
Oh, I know why. Yeah, uh, Quinn Johnson also just had uh, significantly less targets than every other person on this list, making his everything inflated opportunities worth more. Um, yeah, we're gonna discount that one. Uh, just, just real quick, if we're just gonna go big, big numbers here. Um, of potential first round draftees, um, going back to 2020, including Rieger, including Quentin Johnson, Keon Coleman would have the lowest yards per route run out of all. So you're um, telling me you should not draft Keon Coleman? In the first round, no. Do you think he will get drafted in the first round? Probably not. Where do you think he would get drafted? Start there. I would say mid-second. Okay. I'd be surprised if he fell the late second. Okay. Um, speaking about first like, round, he has the measurables and the attributes, and like, well, like the, the one NFL thing that we about. we've always like we we talked about this. Though, there are so many highly regarded wide receivers in this draft class, and obviously, not all of them are going to going to be surefire picks, and not all of them are going to be yeah. Uh, like, not all of them are going to do well in the NFL. Like, that's just it never has yeah. never happened that way. Which is amazing considering last year's wide receiver crop, everyone was like, oh my God, look at these wide receivers, right? Um, it was more so running backs, I guess, last year. But but uh looking at looking at these wide receivers, like I don't I feel like th- in recent memory, like this is the most amount of wide receivers or people like they're gonna span picks one first round to third round, but like all are gonna be highly condensed in those first like day and a half of 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 picks. Yeah, I could see a lot of receivers going by round four. Like we, I, I think it's pretty safe to say we'll have double digits by round four. Uh, the question is how much over double digits is it going to be? Like if we're just looking first round, Marv, Neighbors, Odunze, Odunze, they're all top 10. So that's three. Would you throw... I don't think I would take like Xavier Worthy round. I heard, I've heard, I've heard high second rounds on Keon Coleman, Xavier Worthy, but they could also sneak in. Um, uh, Wilson from FSU. ah, He might just by, just by, just by intangibles might sneak in. Um, AD Mitchell's also up there in the second, probably early mid second round. He's got the lowest yards per hour run in this class. So, Juan up there in the uh, early second round. Yeah. Uh, First round. There are a lot of Should names. Be. There are a lot of names in here that. Luke McCaffrey's in there. Some, could uh, make some. Lad McConkey in there. Luke McCaffrey? Luke McCaffrey. McCaffrey. There's a McCaffrey in the draft. Where where did he play? Rice. Oh. Very I good wide re- receiver. I, I just recently saw that former Michigan quarterback, Dylan McCaffrey, no longer playing football, he now operates and owns his own mushroom business. Um, so shout out Dylan. Uh, shout out Dylan. Right. I saw that. I was like, oh, that's quite a career change from football. We'll to assume mushrooms. for it that it's also uh, like shiitake mushrooms, like we're picking up in the grocery no, store. No, it's no. We're gonna assume that that's what it is, Grant. We're assuming that that's what it well, is. Well, it's right? legal in his state. Oh, okay, then it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah. No, I was like, oh. All right, Dylan. Definitely a career change. Of that industry. Definitely a right. career change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, Luke McCaffrey's in it. Um, McConkey, another name. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some other guys. 
Um, here's here's just something that that's. Uh, not... I really like Tez Walker a lot. Troy Franklin, Malachi oh, Corley, right. Jacob Cowing. Those were guys. Isn't Dorian Singer in in this draft as well? Uh, not not going to draft and not an NFL player. So. Brendan Rice as well, isn't he or no? He is. He, he is. Yes. Uh, like I shat all over Brendan Rice last year. Like I fucking destroyed him. He took a massive step up this year. Yeah, that, that started like in he's the a second Bowl. first round prospect. But yeah, I mean Brendan Rice. He, he he'll get drafted for the, for the sole basis his last name is Rice. It doesn't really matter. Uh, although yeah, to be helps. fair, Thaddeus Moss did not get drafted out of LSU, so. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. What that he, one's slightly he's on different. Practice, I think he's on a practice squad right now. But it doesn't matter. Um, interesting thing just regarding the draft, regarding the Vikings quarterbacks, Bleacher Report has a projected price for the Vikings to be able to trade up to the first overall pick. This projection has them trading three first-round picks, two seconds, and a third. Okay. For the number one overall pick. Three first-rounders. Two seconds and the third. Let's just say I asked you this: Do you think that the Vikings would be competitive, competing to win Super Bowls over the next two to three seasons with Caleb Williams? Do you think that's all you need to push yourself? No, to that I, I don't think that that's all we need because I think the defense kind of needs an overhaul. But if you spend correctly in yeah, now I'm looking at it from a short term. Let's now look eight year long term outlook. Yes, it's worth. Is it worth it taking Caleb Williams to yes. undergo? Assuming that you think that he's going to be a generational prospect, I think it, I honestly do think that if you're the Vikings, you would have to decide between Drake May and Caleb Williams. I don't think it's surefire fired Caleb Williams at one pick, which is why I think it might be better to trade to two if we're going to trade up, just because it it innately just falls to you. Um, but and it will cost less, but. Think about it this way. Okay, we trade a first and second this year. We're going to get a first back. Okay, so technically we're only losing a second this year. We still have our third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh picks. The following year, we lose both our first and second, so we just have that third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Following year, or sorry, the next year we would lose our first, second, and third. So it would be four, five, six, seven. And the following year after that, it's just the first. We'd have second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Honestly, if you can hit those late rounds, four, five, six, seven, and also you probably can trade to get some higher picks too. I don't think that that's that bad of a deal. You're not trading fucking DJ Moore for with three first round picks and a second to get Bryce Young. It's not that. You still have Justin Jefferson, still have Jordan Addison. You'll have a lot of cap space because now you're on a quarterback with a rookie contract. You have a yeah. whole offensive line set up. You have uh, a, now an inside linebacker that you're going to have for a long time. You can re-sign to Neil Hunter. You have Makai Blackman, who's doing very well. You still have to get some, some hopefully some defensive backs for free agency and another safety, but like the pieces are there to come together as long as you can do the rest of it right. And it's not going to be 100%, but if you can get like yeah. 85%, 80%, then you're good. So if it was me, like I would be willing to take that price for the sole basis of feeling like I can get everything else done. And I have enough faith to where I believe but also if you can't if you can't get it done in general and you can't win with at quarterback you can't get to a place where you're competitive then obviously 
you shouldn't have been, you shouldn't be the coach in general. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, there, there's that aspect too. Uh, uh, I, I've just looked at some more of these charts, looking a little bit closer. Uh, one thing that really, really interests me, uh, looking through these things, uh, they mark down the percentage of receptions that these receivers had in college that ended up being first downs. And I mean, it's not the exact perfect end all be all. Like I think that stat to a degree just kind of tracks for, for example, Zay flowers is the lowest person on this list. And I think that could make a lot of sense that he could be low in first downs per target. Cause he probably catches a lot of screens on first and 10 screens or just aren't going for yeah. first downs. So yeah. like, it's not the end all be all stat. I'm just looking at this and in terms of recent memory, a lot of, a lot of these big name guys, the benchmark, you're over 50% of your reception as first downs. Odds are you're going to be pretty good at football. Okay. Here's the list. Okay. CD lamb, Justin Jefferson was at 49%. So that counts CD lamb, Justin Jefferson, Jamar chase, Devonte Smith, Jalen Waddle, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, JSN, Malik Neighbors, Marvin Harrison Jr., and Troy Franklin would be on that list. So in this class, the three guys in that range would be Marv, Malik Neighbors, and Troy Franklin, not Romo Dunze. Now, obviously not the end-all be-all stat, but I feel like what is what is football kind of about on offense? Moving the chains, getting first downs. And if you have an alpha wide receiver who just gets first downs at will, like Justin Jefferson, I remember looking up recently his first down to catch ratio was ridiculous way above everyone else in the league this year. Now I know he didn't play the full season, but like Which is that even shows a dominant receiver and the impact he has on the offense. Throw that bitch, the ball first down. Like yeah, somebody was trying to tell me that I should take him out for another fucking player. My top 10 wide receivers. No, fuck you. That's exactly. You no, know, they were saying put DJ Moore in ahead of him. No, this is exactly why we don't do that. Never right? bears wide receivers. You, dummies but yes <laughs> um okay another thing also had like 80 percent of his production in that one game when he had like you mean that one screen pass outs. that he like had like 80 yards off of on the first fucking play from scrimmage that game yes that game. That, that game. he had like six screen 50 yard touchdowns i was like what are we watching? uh i got a little espn stat for you here when i say espn yeah. it's not literally from espn but it's like an esp it would be what espn comes up with 15 of the last 18 Super Bowl winners have worn white jerseys. I feel like, yeah, I feel like this is a trend we picked up on. And, and because it's 15 out of 18 and not 18 out of 18, now I really love it. Now yeah, because really it's, it's, it. it, there's a little breaking up in there. Yeah, like we're talking overall trend percentage now, here. Now, it's 49ers like, are wearing white this year. Patrick Mahomes is 3-1 and one in a dome. Yeah, no, I, they're not losing. Uh, yeah, now here's the only other thing that I I, I I was thinking. Well, it's not a street. I was yeah. thinking. I was thinking about this. Right. The whole reason why it was kind of scripted. We'll say. We'll say. I mean, in quotation, scripted. Like, oh, what do you mean by? Uh, okay. Okay. Oh. But the whole reason why we are insinuating that the the Chiefs made it there was because the NFL makes so much money off of Taylor Swift. They want to get that revenue, and that's why she's gonna. That's why they want the Chiefs to be there so they can make that money, right? Because more people will watch it. Yeah. Now, what does it matter who wins? Why does it matter if the Chiefs win? Because the revenue is already going to be gotten by that point. It, it, there's no impact. 
There's no impact. It's arguably if they lose, it's even better because now there's like that feeling from those new fans are like, Man, almost had it, almost had it. And you, now um, you have them on the edge of their seat. Very good and it's, it's like the satisfaction is not there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's break this down. I, I feel like, you know what? You're correct. Okay. The Chiefs are playing in the Super Bowl. Okay. The goal of the NFL is to have eyes watching the damn Super Bowl. And as of right now, mission has been accomplished. Okay. We did, we did it. So let's think now. Now for the NFL, we have just secured the highest possible financial return given the Taylor Swift situation for us this year by securing the Chiefs. Okay. Remember, hear that fraud alert. Keep that in mind. But if we are going to look at a now long-term perspective, how, how can we carry this over into next season? Would the Chiefs losing the Super Bowl do more than them winning and going on a victory tour? Like a I Matt think, Everett, let's put it this way. Everett, let's oh think about God. it this way. I, I, I got it, I got it. The day, the second the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, Taylor Swift announces her Super Bowl championship tour. Done. Let's think about it this way. Over. What happens if this over. happens? Over. It's no. over. Vince Carter meme. Over. No, what if this happens, though? They lose, right? If they lose, one, those fans would be like, damn, I'm not satisfied. I didn't get, like, the ultimate. And by I didn't those get that fans, ultimate we field. are talking about Swifties, correct? I mean, the 30, 330 new million people watching, so most likely, yes. I'm not satisfied. I, they have their team now. Their team is going to be the Chiefs. They're going to be wherever wherever Travis Kelsey is, right? Most likely the Chiefs. I'm not satisfied. That's not enough. Now I have to watch this whole next season so that I can have that. I can watch and have a satisfaction, right? Now, what if Travis Kelsey retires, right? What happens then, right? There's no more Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift's not there anymore unless Travis Kelsey is there, right? Okay. Now, if he retires and they don't win, those fans are going to be left with, with a pit, right? You're left with a pit. You now have this feeling of wanting to watch football, and it hasn't been satisfied yet because Taylor Swift and, and Travis Kelsey didn't walk off on that happy ending. You can't be like, oh, I'm good now. I don't need to, I don't need to watch it anymore because I've, I've now mm -hmm. seen they won, they're gone, they're happy, they're getting married, right? My so mind just lose, went to one place of how the NFL can capitalize off that, but keep going. I, I have, an, I have a suggestion. They lose. So now those same fans are like, you know what? I actually did like that. I didn't get the satisfaction, and I need to watch this again so that I can see Travis Kelsey and, and uh, Taylor Swift just coming back, and I can have that satisfaction, right? Yes. What's your idea to, to get? I'm just oh, saying if they lose. Okay. I'm just talking about if okay, they lose. I'll, like, I'll give the idea. Scripted. Okay, so they lose, and immediately after, what will the Swifties do naturally? Okay, so, so personally, just tracking the Swifties over the past couple weeks, I don't think... I think we need to do a case study. It sounds study like on you're this. tracking like Godzilla in one of those movies. The collective football IQ of the Swifties has increased at an exponential rate, a, a rate so fast. I'm not sure if we've studied anything like this in human history. Okay. The Swifties have gotten up to speed on ball alarmingly quick, way quicker than I anticipated. Can I, I thought it was or are you going to lose your, years. Are you going to lose your place? 
probably gonna lose my place. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll wait. I, 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 to be honest, you just made me lose my place. So Swifty, you've been learning ball at an at an egregiously quick pace. Is where you were at. Oh, I was say yeah. No, I mean the thought is now gone, gone. Say what you were gonna say. Oh, I shouldn't have said anything to begin with. I was gonna make a joke. Yeah, I gotta think. I gotta think. Yeah, no, no, no you, say the joke. You, have uh, you you've I, seen I gotta... you've seen South Park, right? You've seen the episodes of South Park. Of course. So there's an episode in there where uh, the NFL comes to uh, the special like added classes uh, science fair, science day. Yes. And they're trying to get new fans. They're trying mm-hmm. to teach water bears to be new fans. So they get like seven, $730 million, like million fans in like one stadium. Oh, yes, yes. The joke, the joke should have been Taylor Swift. They should have gotten the Swifties because that's essentially exactly what this is, is that episode. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, okay. Uh, Swifties are fucking smart, okay? They know ball, okay? I'm shocked at how quickly they learned ball. Uh, they know that shit pretty well. Um, being Swifties, the natural diehard, the best fans on earth, the Swifties, being the superstars that they are, and uh, we have learned recently that there's nothing they're incapable of. They can literally do anything. Um they are now going to shift into draft experts, okay? Mel Kuyper, your days are counting down. The Swifties are going to take over as the new NFL draft experts. NFL draft hosted by the Swifties. Um, I was going to say halftime performance, but I guess this is, it is a draft. So um, every four commercial breaks, Taylor Swift will sing for 30 seconds. Uh, so Taylor Swift will be uh, in draft entertainment Swifty takeover for the NFL draft. It's over. Um, everyone, it, like, it, you need to, instead of listing which college you're from, we list what's your uh, favorite Taylor Swift song when you get drafted. We don't list position. That's, that's not relevant. Um, how much does Taylor Swift like you? That's how, we, that's how we do this now, because that's what matters. So I might have just like, found the biggest ESPN, ESPN kind of bullshit stat of all time. Like it is so, it is so just fucking random and stupid that it's like, I I don't even. Okay. This has to do, like, I swear this, this definitely is some Swifty that came up with this, but, but this has to do with the moon and Chiefs and the Chiefs. All right. The day of the Super Bowl is a waxing crescent moon, and the Chiefs are 19 and 1 in the last five years under waxing crescent moon conditions. Um, can you can you fill me in on exactly what is a waxing crescent moon? Um, I think I have an idea. Uh, well, isn't there the waxing, waxing and waning? That, right, that there's loose. waxing. I think it's like the side. So of does the moon waxing mean the right side or? Oh. I don't know. You can see the right side or the left side. I'm guessing right side. For Let's see. Let's see. Uh, I th- no, it no, says no. the moon Waning, is illuminated on the left side. The right side. Moon Waning illuminated on the, the right left side. side is waxing. Boom. All right. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I, I could see it. I could see the moon now in, in my head. I, I now know what a, a wa- waxing crescent. Present. Present. Crescent. Crescent. Right? Crescent moon. Yeah, okay, crescent, crescent, good, good, good. I was about to say, I do not know what a present moon is. We got we to gotta educate ourselves. Yeah, I hope the moon is present, otherwise we're uh, all in a lot of trouble. True, true. Uh, yeah, I, 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 well, I would say I do have one class right now where I was learning that, like, when it's a full moon. Even astrology? 
Uh, no, no, this is a spiritual mind well-being class. Okay, okay. It, it's it's for it's for fun. Okay, I, I had to get two units out of the way, guys. Uh, but for that class, our professor is just explaining how, like, on a full moon, like your blood pressure is technically increased. Like, technically, the liquids in your body just have higher pressure on a full moon, just like off of the fucking tidal wave shit how like when it's a full moon the, <laughs> the uh, controls the water are stronger and so like i mean i don't know the exact i i guess i don't know when it's a full moon there's just a larger gravitational pull or some shit out we're we getting too sciencey when it's a full moon you are more prone to being like angry and aggressive and shit and so that makes me think that if the Super Bowl is played on a full moon, like are the guys they turn into a werewolves? More angsty, like a little more like aggressive. Like I don't Honestly, know. That's probably I'm where the, the idea of a werewolf came to be is because they just saw yeah. some really hairy dude in the woods just piss off. Yeah, moon. and like literally on full moon, like his blood pressure is increased, Spice. so maybe his hair starts stand, <laughs> standing up on his hand. Uh, like, okay, fuck, last thing. Werewolf. Last thing before <laughs> we uh, last thing before we um, get into the offseason wish list I have for today. The Broncos are interested in trading up to the number one pick specifically for Caleb Williams. Yeah, now, I would hate that. They are pick <laughs> but... 12. They are pick 12. I I just I don't think that it's possible for them to do that. It would be cool. And they just did one for Russ. So I don't even know what picks they'd be giving up. That's so... why they I don't think they have the capital. But also yeah. at the same time, like if I'm if I'm the Bears, because you'd have to get up to one to get him. From the Bears, like now you have the twelfth pick. I'm taking three first rounders, three seconds, because yeah. like you're it's desperate. It's like such a downgrade. You're like, like desperate. Three, three, and then like a player. Like give me or or give me two first rounders, three seconds, and give me Pat Sertan. Oh, yeah. There's no way Bronx say yes to that, but that might be what the conversation. How badly do you want at. Caleb? How do you? That how badly do you what, want Caleb? That might be how Ryan pulls opens up the conversation. So yeah. I'm, 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 we're never replaying this, but I'm a little concerned that the Bears do this right. I'm, I'm going to be, it's not going to be a fun time. I, I, I'd be shocked if the Bears somehow acquired two firsts, not even three seconds, because I feel like that's just absurd. I, I, I swear to God, a second and certain for Caleb, but I don't think, I, I swear to God, if, if say, yeah. these two picks in the first round and like whoever they get in the second round ends up being like fucking hall of fame players that turn around their franchise, I'm coming for you, David Tepper. I swear to God. Tap. Come for your ass, Tap. So wait, let me think bears. They have, uh, they obviously had number one pick from Carolina. Do they have Carolina's? year or two years from now or another I think first they round? have the second round this year first round this year um third round or something shit some shit like that next year maybe it's awesome they have third round this year and second round next year i don't i don't remember i'll just peep it again real quick um that awful last trade uh i honestly do think that 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 is it could be worse than the herschel walker trade oh oh they have this first and then uh wait t- 2023 first is that last year's that's 2020 yeah that's last year's last year's so uh, this is the last first rounder that the bears how the fuck you kind of got off nice how do you kind of got the fact that they suck so much and gave up so much for bryce young when they could have just had caleb 
Well, well, that, but I'm saying like they could have just now that I think just, the Bears should have already on. got more in return. Hold on, just think about this for a second. They could have had DJ Moore, could have had Jalen Carter, they could have then drafted Caleb this year. Now you have DJ Moore, Jalen Carter, and Caleb Williams. Ooh. And and Adam Thielen. And Adam Thielen. Now we're talking. Now we're talking ball right there. So God yeah, damn, I mean, David Tepper, you are stupid. Holy. Yeah, these are things we got we gotta you hey, here. I know so you gotta, fired the GM because he pulled the trigger, but you're the one who fucking whispered in his ear. He's like, please. Yeah, hey, no. Man. Realistically, he pulled the trigger. Te- Tepper yeah, no, pulled you, the trigger there. Come on. He, the know. GM was the bullet. The the I, I'll still never forget like Josh McCown. Like I'll like when he was at the Ohio State Pro Day, it literally looked as if he was like Harbaugh with Herbert, like just the biggest man crush ever on CJ Stroud from Josh McCown. And I legitimately think that I mean David Tepper was like, no, we all like him. I, I legitimately think that nobody in the actual organization as a coach wanted Bryce Young. Which is probably the reason why Coaches, everybody got yeah, fired. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, okay, like it could have contributed to like like if speaking Bryce of Young the Panthers, one bad play in training camp. Now the whole staff's like, "See, I fucking told you." Like, speaking of the Panthers, it's really gonna suck now. I mean, it sucks already the fact that CJ Stroud went after him, but also now that Caleb Williams is the one pick. Jeez, oh my god! Great for CJ Stroud though that he's not there. Fantastic. Um, I'm so happy for him that he's flourishing. I'm yeah. So can't believe. All right. That. Speaking of the Panthers, Panthers offseason wish list. We are fucking tearing this shit down with the studs. It, I. There is no cap space. There's no, like nobody on this team. I don't even know how the fuck that they have no cap space because there is nobody on the team already. It's it's yeah. bewildering to me. Um, okay. Trade David Tepper sells the team. Trade Miles Sanders, Hayden Hurst, and Dante Jackson. Franchise tag Brian Burns, tender Raheem Blackshear. Resign Jeremy Chin, Frankie Luvu. Chris Wormley and Troy Hill sign Andre da- uh, sign Andre James Dalton uh, oh my God Dalton Risner Tyler Boyd Afedio Denibo Troy Die Trey Flowers Christian Fulton and Casey Tuil restructure Taylor Moten and Adam Thielen. Okay, Panthers. Um, obviously. There's many things on the field that they need to fix. But when you brought up Tepper, my, I immediately just thought of something that I came across recently, uh, a question pondered. Upon. Now, I'm not sure if you saw this, but the Baltimore Orioles were sold uh, this morning. I did see uh, that. I believe. Uh, uh, ironically, Cal Ripken is now like a partial owner of the Orioles, really? which is just very, funny. very lit. But like uh, – Baltimore fans hated their previous owners. Their previous owners, like, and I quote from a Baltimore fans, just sign a free agent. Uh, We don't care who, just sign one because they haven't done it in a while. Uh, Just spend Breaking news. Ooh. There is a strong belief in league circles that Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn will be hired to be the next head coach of the Washington Commanders. Vrabel could be an option, but it is now believed he will take the year off. Yeah. I also heard that Mike Vrabel might become a executive, like analyst or assistant for the Ohio state Buckeyes. Not sure how much credibility there is, but I did. hear. I'm going to cross that one off. That, That got me excited. I'm, 
you know, for my own health and sake, I'm just going to act like I didn't hear that. No, it's not an option. Wait, fuck. Where, where did you hear that from? Where did you hear that from? Because I, I, I just connect. Elaborate. I, I personally do not have the source, but somebody told me that who I know wouldn't say some shit like that without actually having a source. Because this morning, well, he technically isn't ink pen to paper, the linebacker coach for Ohio State, but James Laurinaitis. For the past couple of weeks, he has been a big, big player in many of these recruiting moves. And when Caleb Downs committed that morning, he just tweeted out the all caps. Uh, when Julian Sand committed, he just tweeted out the all caps. This morning, he tweeted out the all caps, and there has not been an announcement yet, Everett. If, if Mike Rabel is announced as an analyst for the Ohio State Buckeyes, and that is what that V is for, Everett, It's like that one Michigan fan meme. This shit means something to me, man. Like, if that it quite literally Everett, would be the last tears. stone of the infinity gauntlet. I would gauntlet be crying, crying buckets out of my eyes if Mikey V came home. If oh if that God. happens, can you please record yourself reacting to the notification? Yes, I'm just. That's because you know there's not any. There's not some more big names in the portal, okay? So it's it, it wasn't why would Lauren Ice tweet out that V? Why would he do that? I don't know. These are the questions we have to ask. Other other interesting thing is that Ben Johnson apparently was asking to be paid way too much to become the head coach, and that's the reason why he didn't actually I get a job offer instead heard, of actually returning to Detroit. I heard that Ben Johnson, capital J journalism, allegedly only wanted to accept a potential head coaching job if the Los Angeles Chargers was open. Apparently. If Har like he would have only gone if Harbaugh said no. That's what I heard. And, and what I heard was I if think, Harbaugh said no, they were gonna hire Mike Vrabel. Yes, yes, yes. So realistically Ben Johnson wouldn't have not been a head coach this year. But I think Ben Johnson in his thought process is actually correct here. Okay. Now, earlier, we went over Jeff Halfley, the new Packers DC. He was the Ohio State DC after that one season. Now, keep in mind, his, his defense at Ohio State had that guy, Chase Young, uh, who went number two in the draft, that guy, Okuda, who went number three in the draft, uh, Damon Arnett, who was another first-round pick uh, on that team. You get what I'm saying. Not um, great NFL talent, but yeah, continue. Uh, yeah, I don't need to discuss Chase Young and his lack of effort. I mean embarrassing pathetic and gross uh but jeff halfley if he stayed on board at ohio state for shit maybe even just one more year but let's say three years as dc without question he would have a top power five head coaching opportunity without doubt in my mind but he left after one year as the ohio state defensive coordinator and became the boston college head coach now he's the Packers DC. So, you know, I would say head coach of college football is bigger than DC of an NFL team. That's, that's my opinion. 
uh, even if but it's also to be fair, a lot of DCs but, do end up getting hired to be head coaches in the NFL. So if he does a good enough job, I would say that that was no, well that's true. It. Like he's very like fortunate that he still is like, I mean, he's like 38. So, I mean, it's like, he's got his whole career ahead of him, but like it's, it's some other guys who stain their reputation, making that one jump and then career done. You just do shit. You're out now. And so We'll see what happens. Like, I, I think for Ben Johnson, like, he's now one of the top guys on opening head coaching resume. Like, him, um, and it's Bobby nice to Slowick. stay there. So, him if you're Bobby in that position, kind of sucks there. for kind of sucks for Bobby Slowick, though, because the reason why I heard he didn't want to go out is because he wanted to be like the pristine top offensive young guy coming out for like oh, the head coaching yeah. job. And now that Ben Johnson's back fine all i'm gonna say though is um their offense was not great versus the fucking so um, that, i mean that, oh, that's all i'm gonna say lions yeah we almost beat them with our backup quarterback playing both times so well no which, second time second backup? time was kind of a disaster <laughs> uh nick mullins second time was kind of a disaster first time almost beat them but but then i mean they killed tj hawkinson so um okay yeah, i'm just i i can't stop thinking about you <laughs> You bring that up. Very, I, huh. Wow. Second offseason. Nice not interesting. And uh, then we'll wrap up the episode. Texans. Why are my Ohio State sources tweeting pictures of Mike Rabel in Ohio State Everett? Oh, it's fucking happening, Everett. Oh, my Everett. It's actually happening. That shit is so funny. Mike Rabel's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's happening. Uh, that that's the greatest news. That's actually the best news I've heard. I literally told you not even, not even, when did Ohio State lose to Michigan? The Thanksgiving? I told you not even two months ago. I would, in a heartbeat, take Mike Grable over Ryan Day. I just didn't include him on that list because I was like, it's not even possible. I know. He I also didn't think him. that he would go unless it was going to be a head coach opening. I also didn't think that he would want to spend all that time recruiting, but maybe not. Well, if he's <clears> an analyst... He's technically not allowed to be on those recruiting visits. So he found the loophole there. He found his loophole. I guess. Like, he'd be like an advisor, I think, to, to Ryan Day is what it sounds like. Yeah, like, like Cliff. Yeah, like, like Literally Cliff. what Cliff just did. And, and straight up, though, if you look at the current available head coaching uh, openings, might be in his best interest to just chill for a second and wait for... Let's play a little fun little game. I, I know we got to get to your list in a second, but next year, quick openings. Bears open. Uh, uh, it depends how this year goes, but yeah, Bears open. Uh, um, Panthers could be open again. Uh, Cardinals Falcons could, be open. could be open again. Cardinals open. Cardinals will be open. Uh, Hold on. I got to pull up a list of all these teams to, to stare at. Yeah, the um, best way to do this is just go by division, but like... <laughs> Uh, Bills could be open. Uh, Jets could be open. Jets could be Giants open. could be open. Eagles could be open. Commanders could be reopen. Jaguars Bears. could be open. Cardinals uh, could be open. AFC uh, North is safe. Eagles. AFC North is safe. Uh, Eagles could be open. Titans. Well, he's not going back there, so count. Uh, Jags might be open. I said that. Oh, oh Saints. So do you say Saints? Yeah, that will be open after next season. Uh, ATL could reopen. 
I think Bulls is safe in Tampa. What do you think? I think after this year he's safe. But I, yeah. I, I also though if they if they end up shitting the bed next year, yeah, I don't I mean, like. If it if it really if anything, was Canales, has the expectation to make it if back. It, if playoffs, it really so. was Canales, just fucking working wonders on Baker Mayfield, then he could just be on the out. Like if they go fucking two and twelve, like I thought, or two and fourteen, whatever, like I thought they were gonna go. Then potentially Raiders. I, I think they'll I don't think they'll fire after the one year. year. I don't yeah. think they fire him after one. Year. So AFC best and AFC North, possibly intact. like twelve teams. So they, I mean, there's a lot. Seattle, um, but he just I think McDonald just could be wrong, but just I think there. Vrabel He's... just declined Seattle. I, I don't know, but uh, McDonald just signed there, so I don't. I, they're gonna have him for like three years. He's about to sign there, but uh, okay. Houston offseason wish list. Uh, here we go. Big time. Big time, big time, big time, big time. Sign Saquon Barkley, Jalen Johnson, Geno Stone, and Aaron Brewer. Resign Dalton Schultz, Jonathan Greenard, Noah Brown, Chris Boyd, Cameron Johnson, Taimi Farnbarn, Tier Tart, John Weeks, Blake Cashman, Denzel Perryman. Restructure Titus Howard, Tender GJ. DJ Scaife Jr., Dieter Isolin, and D'Angelo Ross, and trade Robert Woods. Okay, so, you know, many, many things that could be happening. Real quick, I just got to say, as a USC guy, uh, just Bobby Trees, we love you. Okay, Robert Woods, dog, animal, okay? That is a USC Trojan right there, okay? Pretty sure, yeah, he went to J. Sarah fucking legend his high school used to whoop my ass every time we played but yeah that's actually the only takeaway i had uh what what else, what other wide receivers did you have in there i'm just interested noah like, brown is the only yeah, other noah wide Brown's receiver that he's re-sign. signing resign him because my uh, thought process is look once take dell comes back tank dell is going to be the two nico collins is the one climax. you're paying robert woods 10 million next year and he's 32 like noah brown's coming back you'll probably draft a younger wide receiver Robert Woods just really wasn't being used and probably is not worth paying that amount. So I don't think that it makes sense to keep him. And because of that, I think that it's just better to trade him and try to get a draft pick to get a younger guy that might come in. Like Xavier Hutchinson's going to be there. John Mechie is back. Like Robert Woods might not get PT as much next year. And because of that, I know you want to kind of have a veteran presence there, but you had it last year. I I don't think he's going to play, and I don't think because of that it's worth the pay. But the big things are Saquon. You're getting your running back another weapon for for CJ. Just think about that offense with Saquon Barkley. And then Jalen Johnson, cornerback from Chicago, um, arguably the best cornerback in this free agency class. You're getting him to pair with Stingley instead of re-signing Stevie Nelson, who's 31 years old. I, so. I think for Houston, they're in a very fun situation with their cap space. Like, I mean, whoever, I don't know who their GM is, but that you got free reign. It's the guy from the Patriots who fired two head coaches subsequently in back-to-back years. That guy. So, you know, maybe he's more of a finance budget. But player. it is just, they have, the they have like 69, GM, they have a lot of, they have a lot of free agents, but they have like $69.9 million in free agency to spend this year, something like that. So they'll have to resign a lot of guys, but they have the ability to sign some big name players. 
And some people have been like, okay, every single offseason wish list, he like restructures somebody or trade or cuts some like big contract. That's how I choose to do these things. All right. That's how I choose to manipulate the finances to make things work. I also get things down to be about three, four, five, six million dollars left in cap space by the end of all these moves and be able to do that and get you guys big name players. It requires restructures. Not every team do, does restructures, but a lot of teams do. And the teams that don't, you can kind of tell because they don't have the rosters and finances set up to be able to do that with many players. But regardless, that's for the Texans. Uh, unless you have anything else to say, we can wrap up the episode here. So uh, I just want to say, of uh, since you since you broke the news that Mike Vrabel will become the new Cliff Kingsbury for the Ohio State Buckeyes, I can't think anymore. This is amazing. I genuinely cannot even process anything in my head anymore. I this this TikTok might be delayed tonight, guys. I'm sorry. Like, uh, oh my fucking god, Mike. Vrabel. Everett. Oh my god. Oh my god. I hmm. Okay. With that, thank you guys so much I'm, for watching, listening, rate us five stars. You can find us on Spotify, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, and on Instagram at Waterboy Pod. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Everett Stakes and at Waterboy Grant. We post new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Dude, just on imagine, Spotify and all podcast imagine platforms JT, YouTube. Tui Molau and Jack Sawyer with Vrabel as their position coach for their oh. Make sure to subscribe and turn on notifications so you don't miss a single episode. We post new TikToks every Tuesday to Sunday, unless Grant gets distracted by Mike Rabel, uh, in which case it'll come up later. So make sure you want to turn on notifications and follow us so that you know Dude, CJ every Hicks new might be good at TikTok comes again. out. Oh my fucking God. Sonny Styles is definitely moving the linebacker. Uh, we post on we're Instagram. Put him back in his follow main us there as well. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Our boys out.